Welcome to Ink Drinkers, a literary tea party podcast where we discuss books and drink tea. I like your cute little overalls that you have on today. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah. I um, am slightly uncomfortable, so <laughs> these are maternity. And they're comfortable. Yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. Comfort is always important. Yes. Agreed. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I said that I was going to report back on how the B12 shot yes. did for me. So I feel like for about a week there, I was feeling good. It was like I was coming home in the evenings and actually getting stuff done around the house and like knocking stuff out on my to-do list and then... After that week was up, I started to, like, lose energy again. So, I don't know. I PJ said she knows somebody who gets a B12 shot every week, hmm. which seems excessive to me. But, I don't know. Maybe some people just need them once a week. Maybe. I mean, do you take B12 vitamins? I do. Which is why I'm like, okay. <laughs> I mean, you can't. OD on B12, right. like your body just gets rid of the excess, so it's not like it's unsafe. Sure. Like vitamin D, you can have too much of, so you have to be careful with that, but with B12, I'm like, maybe I should just go get a shot every week. I don't know if it helps. I mean, what's the worst? You could try it. Exactly. See if it makes a difference. So today, it's been two weeks since I had the shot. I think you can tell I'm dragging a little bit. But it has been a long week. I had to drive to Lake Charles on Sunday. I had to drive back from Lake Charles on Monday. On Tuesday, I had to drive to and from New Orleans. So it's just, it's been yeah a lot. But I, I still, I don't feel like I have as much energy, but I still don't feel quite as much of a couch potato. So I don't know. I'll keep experimenting. and Yeah, let us know. I'd like to know. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I'll keep you updated. I think I had B12. Well, I know I had B12 in my prenatal, but I, I wonder if it's enough. Yeah. I mean, I take a lot. Like I take... I don't think it's enough. Yeah. I, I just... I'm nervous to take too much of something. Like I'm not sure what I... Like I was taking a bunch of other stuff prior to getting pregnant that I liked, but I don't know if I can take it. Like, what, And I don't yeah. want to trust Google because I get <laughs> mixed reviews, you know? That's the thing about um, Google is you're like, is this safe? And... The number one result says, yeah, it's totally safe. And the number two result says, do not do this. I know. So it's like, I don't, and really, when you ask the doctors, they don't really know. <laughs> like, they're not going to look at every single product that you're trying to take. And, be, right. and they're like, you know, they don't have time for that. And, yeah. Um. So anyways, I don't, I don't know. But I feel exhausted. Yeah. Like, I, I just feel like I, I kind of got over the fatigue from first trimester. And all of a sudden, I'm, especially this week, I'm so drained. Hmm. So I don't know if I have, I don't know. And I've read stuff about like iron yeah, and stuff. And I know that it, there's iron in that. I just don't know if it's enough. Right. So anyways, hmm. I don't know. I need to look into it. We both need to do some research <laughs> and report back. We will. We'll continue to update everyone on our energy levels because I know that's super interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but we're here to talk about books. So. We, we can actually talk about books instead yeah. of energy. I think that would be fun. 
Um, I don't know who went first last time, but I can tell you about my book. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I think, I think you did. Then you go. Okay. I think I always say that. (laughs) I have no idea. (laughs) So, okay. My book is The Party Crasher by Sophie Kinsella. She's like, I've enjoyed a lot of her books, but the ones that I don't like, I really don't like. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm never sure now going into it how I'm going to feel, but I liked this one. I didn't love it, but I, it, it was fun. Um, she's a British author, so obviously it was a British book. So in my mind, I was thinking that it was a, it was a great fun romp. I don't know why that word came to my mind, but, um, okay. So it's, a little ridiculous, but it was it was silly and fun. So Effie is our main character, and at the very beginning of the book, I, it might be like the prologue, her parents get divorced. So we're now two years later, and she's still having a really hard time with it because, and she's in, I don't know, late 20s, early 30s. She's having a really hard time with it because as far as she could tell, everything was great in her parents' marriage, and she just didn't see this coming at all. And so when they announced it, it was just like a total shock to her. So she's still really struggling with it. And on top of that, her dad has just started seeing someone new, and she's younger, and she's kind of awful, and her name is Krista, and she seems like a gold digger. And like one time, Effie caught her like in the house like pricing furniture and stuff like that yeah weird i know so she thinks that krista is the worst and her dad thinks that krista is the best and effie also has a brother and a sister and they're both just kind of like okay like they don't love krista they don't love the fact that the divorce happened but they're dealing with it better they're older or younger they're older okay yeah effie's the baby so um her dad and Krista have decided to sell her childhood home, which is called Green Oaks, which is really funny because we have a funeral home here called Green Oaks. <laughs> and so every time they said Green Oaks in the book, I was like, wait, what? Um, but anyway, so they're selling the childhood home, her childhood home, and they're, um, Krista is throwing a house cooling party is what she's calling it instead of a house warming party when you buy a house she's having a house cooling party for selling a house so this is going to be the last big hurrah um in the house like they talk about it like it's it's a, a character in and of itself like it's very um i have just a lot of memories you know whatever so krista forgets with quotes to invite effie to the house cooling party whoa effie is like that's ballsy effie's really awful to krista but because krista's really awful right she's like estranged from her dad at this point mostly so things just aren't going well she gets left off the invitation list and when she realizes she's left off the invitation list she like confronts krista about it and krista's like oh yeah i mean you can come if you want i just didn't think you want you'd want to basically (laughs) So Effie's like, fine, I'm not coming. Only she realizes that she has left a treasured childhood toy in the home that she wants before the house is sold. So she decides to stealthily go back to the house to retrieve her Russian dolls in the middle of the party without anyone seeing her. Why don't you just go to the party and go to your room and get them? She 
really does not want Krista okay. to know that she is going to okay. be at the house. All right. So she gets to the party and she has no idea where the dolls are. That's the thing. They okay. could be anywhere in the house. Or not there at all. Or not there at all. all Maybe right. Krista's already sold them. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> so she's like sneaking around the party and like hiding in different places and keeps overhearing different conversations that she really shouldn't be hearing between like her brother and sister, her brother and his girlfriend, her dad and Krista, <laughs> which gets a little risque mm-hmm. at times. It's like, eh. so she hides like under a console table and behind curtains and all this kind of stuff. And she ends up being there for pretty much the whole party and dinner and everything like that. Uh, but in secret. Um, the other thing is her ex-boyfriend is going to be at this party. and Why? Because he's the neighbor. He's like, oh, he was their neighbor growing okay. up. Uh-huh. And her, his parents still live next door. Okay. So he's going to be there. He's um, like a famous TV doctor now. And <laughs> she really does not want to see him because... Like he is a doctor on TV or he yeah. plays a doctor on TV? No, he is a doctor. Okay, okay. Like a, yeah, like okay. a Dr. Oz kind of okay. thing. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm either picturing Dr. Oz or like a Joey Tribbiani situation. <laughs> right, right, right. So, okay. Yeah. Um, so anyway, she knows that he's going to be there and he broke up with her very suddenly after she like went on a like several month trip to America and then came back and he just like broke it off and she didn't really know why. This is years before? Yeah, this okay. is a few years before, so that was very upsetting. So anyway, there's just a lot going on around this party and different um, relationships and dynamics and characters and all that kind of stuff. And like I said, it's it's silly because realistically, you can't hide from that many people for that long. And it's like a multi-day thing (laughs) where it's like they have a party and then they have a dinner and then they have brunch the next day and this whole thing. So it's quite involved. So she stays overnight? (laughs) (laughs) What? Yeah, she ends up like sleeping in her sister's room because it, but anyway, it's, yeah. But it was, it was very entertaining. Sure. And it was British and fun and very, like, lighthearted and enjoyable. So. <laughs> so you got what you needed. I got exactly what I needed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you about mine. It's also pretty lighthearted. Okay. Um, it's called The Long Game by Elena Armas. It was published in September of this year. Um, it kind of has uh, Ted Lasso vibes. Okay, I'm digging this. Because it's based around a football club, but it's the football or soccer club. I guess they say soccer. I don't, because it's in the United States. It's in Miami. Okay. So Adeline Reyes is a marketing exec at her dad's soccer club, the Miami Flames. She is very put together. She never seems flustered. She's very standoffish and cold. Um, but she's kind of the fixer when there's problems until one day they're at the, uh, anniversary party of the club and, um, something happens that we won't find out about until later, but she snaps, completely Uh loses it. And she attacks Sparkles, the club (laughs) mascot. (laughs) What is Sparkles? I think he's a bird. (laughs) I'm pretty sure he's a bird. So Paul, who is just this, the guy who is the mascot um she starts beating paul up okay and someone (laughs) records it (laughs) and it goes viral and it goes viral yeah and um she had been in a relationship with uh another colleague of hers um that they've since 
broken up. Um, he His dad is the partner to her dad. And so the dad kind of pushed them together. Like, you should date this guy because he's also going to be up in the company. And her goal was always to take over the club eventually when her dad did retire. And that has been her whole adult life is like working in this club, thinking that she was going to have the opportunity. But when it came time, the dad gave the promotion to the boyfriend. The boyfriend breaks up with her. Mm. And um, there's some back-end stuff that she finds out about, like, the dad with the boyfriend that, like, they were planning. Like, I think the boyfriend was, like, backstabbing the dad. So he pushed the daughter on him. And then whenever he got the promotion, he broke up with the daughter. He's like, well, you can't take it back now. Oh, my God. Yeah. So she finds some of this out, but the dad doesn't know that she knows. And because of the way she acted and they're getting all of this bad publicity and the team is already not doing well, he basically tells her, I'm going to, you're going to go to this small town and do charity work on behalf of the organization. We're revoking all of your rights to everything online with marketing. Like we, your assistant is going to take over for you until we get this figured out. And he pretty much just like ships her off to this small town in North Carolina. Tells her that she's going to be helping a struggling team with their marketing and getting them on track. So she's pissed. She gets there. She's in the middle of nowhere. She's putting in like the directions to get to where she's supposed to stay. There was like the only place available that her assistant could find. This is it like podunk. near Miami or is it somewhere no, else? No, it's in, in North United Carolina. States. Okay, okay. So she um. She's so confused. Her best friend Matthew calls her and he's looking stuff up on the internet for her like as she's driving there and he's like, um, oh yeah, this is, you're not going to like this because she's like, yeah, they're called the Green Warriors. I've never heard of them before. I don't even know what's going on. And before she can really understand what he's trying to tell her, she comes up on where she's supposed to be staying and it's like a, like a clearing in the woods with like a cabin and like a shack next to it. There's chickens running around. She's like, where am I? She's wearing like Louis Vuittons and like a suit. And she hears like a grunt and thinks she hits one of the chickens. <laughs> so the friend is like, are you okay? Are you okay? And she like hangs up. She hits. She gets out of the car. She ends up actually hitting a man (laughs) okay okay she starts yelling at him it's like this whole interaction um she finally realizes that she's supposed to be staying here this is where she's supposed to be staying and he is staying in the cabin the shack shack. is what she rented um and it's basically a dilapidated shed that like no one should actually be staying in um there is a big enemies to lovers feel to this He's very Roy Kent esque. <laughs> he's British oh, and nice. Italian, and he's um, a retired footballer from Europe. So is what, so he is coaching. I was going to say, is he like the coach or but something? But what we find out about the Green Warriors is um, they prefer to wear tutus and braids <laughs> than cleats and uniforms um, because they are a group of nine year old girls. <laughs> Okay, I thought it was going to be like a high school team or something. No. <laughs> so, so anyways, yeah, so she meets Cameron Caldani, who is the retired footballer. Um, they have a very big 
enemies to lovers trope. I really liked the whole story. It was really cute. Um, I did feel like it, like their relationship coming to an actual relationship drug a little too much. Um, and when it did catch up, <laughs> it was very eggplant. <laughs> Lots of them. <laughs> to the point where I was slightly uncomfortable. <laughs> so that was a little, I was a little shocked because of how slow the lead up was to then be like, and oh, then, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> pretty extreme out of pretty nowhere. Pretty extreme out of nowhere. Um, but yeah, it was feel good. There was like fall vibes. There's a mayor in the town who's a little bit older than her and she's really just like this designated mayor that she just took the job like no one votes for her and she has like a coffee shop and <laughs> it sounds it, like virgin river it gives vibes, virgin like, river yeah. vibes with like a ted lasso feel virgin river meets ted lasso yeah. i'm down yeah that so. sounds fun <laughs> um speaking of lots of eggplants last night at i went to dinner with megan and stephanie and we were talking about books like we always do towards the end. And Stephanie was talking about some book that I gave her for her birthday that like, I didn't remember. I gave her three books. I didn't remember which ones they right. were. And she said it was a Tessa Bailey book, which Tessa Bailey is quite yes. steamy. Yes. And she said she was hanging out with her two little boys. <laughs> and like they were, you know, playing in the backyard or like swimming in their little swimming pool or whatever. And she was reading. <laughs> and she like got very uncomfortable. She's like, I I just need to close this and do this later. Yeah. <laughs> mhm. Mhm. Yep. The worst, I mean, reading is one thing, but when you're listening to it and you're in public and I'm just like, I have to turn this off cuz like what if someone can hear it? What if the the Apple Pot like they what if they disconnect and then it's like raunchy and people like that just sounds like such a nightmare. <laughs> Did I tell you about when I was in Kansas City with my mom? And I had connected my car via Bluetooth to our, I mean, connected my phone via Bluetooth to our rental car. And I got in the car in the morning and it automatically started playing my audiobook. <laughs> and it said something about like, he reached to the nightstand to grab her vibrator. And <laughs> luckily it was at 1.75 <laughs> times speed. So my mom didn't under- understand any of it. And she just started laughing and going, <laughs> Like, I can't even tell what they're saying. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so you had to turn it off? Yeah, I like immediately was oh, like, yeah, sorry yes. about that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, awkward times. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's sometimes that like is a trope in a book where that happens. And I'm like, no, that's legit. Mm-hmm. It's real. Mm-hmm. It's not. <laughs> yeah, it definitely happens. It's not just a funny plot point. It's happened to me before. Same. Let's talk about the tea. Yes. Let us do that. So this is baked apple almond tea from the Cultured Cup, which I think Charlsa sent me a while back. So thank you, Charlsa, if you still listen to this podcast. Um, So it says it's from Germany. I mean, the tea shop is in Farmer's Branch, Texas, but the origin of the tea is Germany. Um, Customers use this fruit and spice infusion as a caffeine-free nightcap and even sprinkle this blend of toasted almonds and cinnamon dusted apple bits on cereal oatmeal or ice cream it contains apple pieces planed and crushed almonds cinnamon pieces beetroot pieces and flavoring not natural not artificial just flavoring Mm -hmm. this time Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
It's well, okay. So I've only had one sip. It's very red. Yeah, it's very red in color. Um, and it tasted like berries to me. Was that just me or? Let me let me I mean, get another. It, it smells really good. The smell of it, I think, is a little bit better than the taste. It tastes good. It doesn't taste bad, but it's subtle. It's not like overly. It's not like a huge punch, but it's not. It's, but it's fall. Okay, this is gonna say it is fall, but like when I take a sip, it's like this is gonna sound so weird, but it's like it it activates the salivary glands like on the sides of my tongue. Mm-hmm. It's a very strange thing. Mm-hmm. Do you, are you getting that yeah, too? Now that you said it, and I don't like it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't necessarily. I smell apple. I don't know if I taste like strong apple. Yeah, I agree. I taste a little bit of the cinnamon. It is extremely red. Which is so strange. I don't know why. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. I appreciate that we got this and that we tried it. Apparently, um, the Cultured Cup was the best U.S. retail tea shop at the 2019 World Tea Expo, which I didn't know was a thing, and now I'm going to have to look that up. (laughs) It's like we're going to have to go to the World Tea Expo now. I think so. But... um, I don't. I don't want to drink it again. <laughs> okay, I'm with you. <laughs> okay. On that note, thanks for chatting books with me. <laughs> You're welcome. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out the show notes for the full list of books we discussed today. You can find that in your podcast app or on our website, inkdrinkerspodcast.com. And please support us by subscribing anywhere you listen to podcasts and leaving a review. You can find us on Instagram and on Twitter at Ink Drinkers Pod. Cheers!